one quarter in the book. 14-7 Argos. Third member of our crew here at BMO is Kate Pedersen with an injury update. Kate? Hoagie, the Argos will be without Alex Charette undergoing concussion protocol and has left the sidelines to go back to the locker room. Alden Darby Jr. right now on the trainer's table. They're working on what looks like some tightness in his right leg. He tried to walk it off, but did get back up on the table, so I'll keep my eye on this. But it looks to be something within his calf on the right leg. Thank you, Kate Pedersen. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson with you. Here's the scoring so far. Three touchdowns so far. Argos on their first drive. James Wilder Jr., a 12-yard touchdown run. A one-yard run from Danny Lefevre, the former Argo backup. Tied things up at seven. And then Ray to Declan Cross, 14-7. So the first three possessions in this game all resulted in touchdowns. Bombers just punted to the Argos. He'll take over at the Bomber 49-yard line here to start the second quarter. Argos moving left to right now toward the lake. And they will start with a tight end on the near side and go with a four-pack of receivers the other way. Play action, Ray back to pass, looking downfield to the hash marks. He's got S.J. Green for the first down down to the 35-yard line. Great pattern by S.J. Green against Brandon Alexander. Four receivers to the left. SJ was in the middle, three receivers are pushing high, and SJ broke out of the, the pattern to come back. Ricky timed it up beautifully on the play action, looped around, threw it back to his left to SJ, and SJ almost broke out of it too. Catch number 97 on the season for SJ Green, looking to hit the 100-yard or 100-reception mark for the first time in his career. Double tights, Ray back to pass, goes to the far number, Tazamana, Carmody Edwards down to the 25-yard line. That's going to be close to a first down. He may have it. If he doesn't have it, it's an inch or two. Yeah, Argo's exposing defensive back Brandon Alexander again. At this time, Armani Edwards on the quick out. Ricky throws it on timing beautifully. Nice catch. Well, quick note, Hoagie, the Argos offense is playing a very physical game up front. The O-line is getting off the ball, and they are really engaging with the Blue Bombers' D-line. Hence the success on the short yardage and the big runs that the quarterbacks have been getting and, and the running game as well. I mean, Chris Fenzel on that last short yardage, I think he took out two guys. Yeah. Kept big fish pump right after, and uh, so the guys are feeling good up front. Was on with the with our pals out in Winnipeg on TSN Radio before the game. Darren bombing, and he's he stuck with the uh, the Three Stooges out there uh, because they've got uh, Troy Westwood and uh, and Chris Walby. Oh jeez, Walby, <laughs> good fun. Oh man, you talk about three guys who are fun to talk football with. I absolutely love going on their pregame show. Uh, but Walby, he was speaking very highly of what the Argos have been doing on the offensive line of late. He said, I don't right. get to see them often, obviously, or watch them as close. But he's he's noticed a discernible difference between the start of the season and uh, where we are right now. I even think there's a big change from uh, last game against Edmonton to this game. They're playing much more physically. Short of the first down, it's second down at about an inch, and they're going to go for it. And they go for pistol, and Ray's going to throw, and he's got Declan Cross over the middle. Second catch, including a touchdown for Declan Cross, and he's going to have the ball down to the 16-yard line into the red zone for the Argonauts. It's first and 10 from the 16. Hoagie, when you need a, a few inches or you need a first down, you need a touchdown, throw it to your money man. Give it to Declan Cross. Isn't that funny we're saying he's the money man on a team with S.J. Green and James Wilder and Armani Edwards and Devere Posey? Listen, it's a, it's a beautiful pattern. You've got all your receivers running deep. Declan at tight end, just, you know, post right over the middle. Mickey hits him right for a five-yard pass. Double tights with a flanker in cross to the near side, and they are going to run it to Wilder, who's going to go off guard to the left side behind Tyler Holmes, and it's a dog pile, a rugby scrum that's going to be pushed down to about the 11-yard line. 
You know, you think the how old linemen... How do you get five yards out of you that? You think the old linemen have fun when there's like a huge oh, mush-up and a huge pile, and they just get to push everybody? Wilder gets into it, and they get to push everybody downfield? It's like a bunch of kids but, playing in the park. But I love it. I but love they're, it. They're playing against big men on the other side of the line of scrimmage sure. as well. Sure. That was a five-yard game. dominating them. <laughs> five and a half yards. It's a, it's a long four to get here on second down from the 11-yard line. Three receivers to the near side. Wilder's going to stand to the right of Ray, who changes things at the line of scrimmage. They've got Cross in as a tight end on the left side, and Malcolm Williams outside him. Ray's going to come to the near side, tipped at the line of scrimmage. And it will fall to the grass harmlessly, and I would assume, well, I'm not going to assume anything with Pressman now on third down and four and a half, and they're going to go for it. They are not going to take the three. Well, this I, is weird. I think this is rolling with the, his M.O. for the last couple weeks about, listen, the offense is, they're, they're, they're feeling good right now. They're feeling confident, and I think that's why he's going for this. He would have had his target. SJ, I believe, was his target there. Yep. Great knockdown by the D-line. They got that play. But, I, I mean, I like the call. Go for it. From the pistol, three to the near side, two up top from the left hash mark. Now Wilder is going to jump up into the play, but now Ray is going to change things with eight seconds left on the 22nd clock. Ray now back behind center. Three receivers to the near side. Back to pass goes Ray. Gets drilled, and the ball comes out. And it is going to be picked up. Doesn't matter by who, because it's going to be a turnover on downs nonetheless. And the Argos leave points on the field, lose about 15 yards in the process, and Winnipeg dodges a major bullet. It's still 14-7. 12 minutes remaining here in the second quarter. We'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Hogan and Johnson with you. Pressure up the A-gap. Basically uh, unobstructed pressure, JJ. What happened on that? Well, I noticed pre-snap that Chris Van Zyl was pointing at the player who was outside, and I believe it was uh, Loeffler walked up late. Sorry, Sam Hurl walked up from the middle, came up to the right edge of uh, Van Zyl. Chris was calling him out, and that put three players over top of Chris and uh, Brandon Washington. So if there's three players for two O-linemen, now you got to get the center or the running back working with you. The communication wasn't heard by either the running back or McEwen. So the, the third player on the out of those three, who was the guy who was right in the middle over top of McEwen, ended up coming free. McEwen stepped to his left because it was all the three players to the left of McEwen. So that occupied those two at the center, the left guard, and the left tackle with the free player coming right up the middle. And Wilder just missing him, picking up that read late. 14-7 Argos, nicely underway here in the second quarter with about 12 minutes remaining until the half. Running play. Andrew Harris up the middle. He'll get about four yards on first down as they put it in play at the Winnipeg 25-yard line. See what the defense could do here. This is odd. They played five minutes uh, and a third of the uh, sixth quarter between these two teams this year. Argos with no turnovers defensively and no sacks either, which is really strange for this group. Best team in the league in terms of sacking the opponent quarterback. Six to get on second down from the 29-yard line. Nichols back to pass. Goes to the far numbers as a diving receiver who's going to get the first down into about the 39-yard line. It's going to be Chris Givens with the first down. And Nichols with a very strong, confident throw as he hits Givens on the slant, and uh, Nichols puts it ahead of him. Beautifully thrown. Bombers in hurry up. They're going to give the ball to Harris. Tries to go around the right side. Nothing doing. Swallowed hole in the backfield. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage. I doubt anything more than that. It'll be second and long. 
I believe that was Justin Tuggle that got up field a little bit and forced Harris to gear down and try to cut up. Yep. And that it was, was right into the Woods gang inside, and uh, there was nothing doing there with Finley inside as well. Last week, Tuggle had a sack and an interception, his first interception of the season. Cleon Lang was there to clog that up too. Cleon had a hell of a game last week against Edmonton as well. Second attempt from their own 38-yard line. Three receivers to the right for the Bombers. Ball on the right hash mark. Deep drop by Nichols. Under pressure. Looks over the middle. Dumps it off. He's got a man as a release valve short of the first down. LaDamian Washington will take it out to the 44-yard line. Four short of the first down. And very quickly, Mike O'Shea sends out the punting unit. That doesn't mean with Mike O'Shea that the Bombers are going to punt. No, it doesn't. Jermaine Gabriel with a huge tackle there. Brings the receiver down immediately. And that's a big play by the Argos defense forcing the Blue Bombers to kick because uh, the Argos obviously had a critical error on that last drive, turning over the ball on downs. Martise Jackson back at his own 21-yard line. With the breeze behind him, Medlock gets this one up. It's better than the first one, but will hit at the 26-yard line near the sideline and bounce out of bounds and will take the timeout. 14-7 Argos, they get the ball back with the lead. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Ricky Ray to Declan Cross, James Wilder a 12-yard touchdown run. Those are the two Argo scores. They have a 14-7 lead. Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson here at BMO Field. I can't think of a better day football weather-wise at this time of the season. This is incredible today. And not a bad crowd either over on the far side. Probably as many people as we've seen on the far side of the stands as we have all season. Check out that band right in the middle of the stands. Got the Burlington Team Tour Band in here. Amazing. They're doing halftime. And they're taking up... That's a uh, big band. Yeah. They got, what, probably 10 well, rows there? This this is a, a, a world-renowned band. They've marched in the Rose Parade, the Rose Bowl Parade really? on New Year's Day in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. They're, they, well, they're they've got a well, whole section, and they've got 10 rows about there. Yeah, five or six anyway with the top. But the but all the way across, like the full section. That, well, it's, it's more than five or six. Look it, at that. JJ, having Jeez. been to New Orleans as much as I have been, it ain't a party unless there's a tuba involved. And they've got three. <laughs> First down at the 24-yard line. Argos moving left to right in their home blues. Play action. Ray under pressure. Dumps it off uh, in the direction of James Wilder, who's looking in the other direction. I think Ricky just got rid of the football at second and ten. Yeah, it was play action as Wilder sifted through the center and and was looking to break out. I think it was a little bit of a tricky play, and and Wilder may have been the target, but Ricky didn't have enough time. He had uh, some pressure, and he just threw it at Wilder's back. Second down and ten from the 24-yard line. Leading receiver, Devere Posey, two catches, 66 yards, 40 of them coming on one play. Ray looking things over. He's got three to the boundary with the ball on the left hash mark. Out to the wide side, Williams and Green. Back to pass and throwing it for close to first down yardage to Jimmy Ralph. Three yards shy of the first down. Punt. The Bombers sending uh, TJ Heath from the boundary halfback spot on a late blitz. Trying to catch Ricky on his front side, but James Wilder doing a great job of coming across Ricky's face to pick up that pressure and it allowed Ricky the time to get rid of the ball, but it wasn't enough to get the first down. Hyralahu will get this one away. Pretty good punt into the wind. High, high kick down to the 31-yard line. Fogg will take it outside to the right to the hash marks outside, sorry, outside the numbers rather, to about the 38-yard line, and that's where the Bombers will take over. 14-7 14-7 Argos, you are listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Eight minutes, 48 seconds remaining here in the first half. Andy McNamara will have the halftime festivities for you. 
See, he's stuck inside. Why wouldn't he come here? He's stuck inside at Agicourt. Why wouldn't Andy, you should be here. It's a beautiful day outside. It's so much better watching live football. Yeah, there's room for him here, too. Well, we wouldn't let him watch from here. Put you against the wall. No, we'd put him down in the press ball. We wouldn't let him anywhere near us. <laughs> but that said, we miss you, big man. Uh, Kate Pedersen's here. He'll keep us up to speed on any of the injuries. As we are seeing Jermaine Gabriel now, he's out at the field corner in place of uh, Alden Darby Jr., who left the game. Everything else is status quo on the back end. This time we have... Who's in there now? Darby's still on the sideline. He's just uh, out of the game right now. Back with the initial front four for the Argonauts. Check that. Troy Davis is in for Justin Tuggle on this series. Blitz from deep. Nichols picks it up. Goes long down the seam. And oh, it's a great catch by Weston Dressler. Falling down at the 30-yard line. He'll fall forward to the 28. And a guy who has killed the Argos over the course of his career does it again. Are you kidding me? The catches that this guy makes are miraculous. I mean, Cassius Vaughn comes late off the edge, and Nichols just sits in the pocket. Just as Dressler uh, clears a quasi Awusu Ansaw, he somehow lays out and makes a Superman catch, fully extended, and hits the turf and hangs onto it. He had seven catches against the Argonauts when they played in Winnipeg. That's his third so far today. Down to the 28-yard line. They're going to go quick hit to Dressler again, who gets a great block, and he could go 20-15-10, and he kills the Argos yet again. Weston Dressler... 28 yards for the touchdown. Receiver screen to Weston Dressler. Steps upfield, cuts back. Perfect block by the inside receiver coming out to uh, block AK. Dressler cuts inside and just pulls away. Troy Davis shows great speed from the defensive lineman. Almost catches Dressler from behind and Weston just gets that uh, step. As Davis's hand just wafts by his jersey and he pulls away for the touchdown. So out comes... Medlock to attempt the conversion here from 32, right in the middle of the field. Just in case, Martis Jackson is standing on the touchline. 14-13 now, Argos. Winnipeg looking for the tie. Oh. Chad Rumpel, by the way, the long snapper, long-time Argo. Kick is up. So we get the uh, former Argo connection there working with the kicker and the snapper. All we need is Lefevre as a holder, and you got the trio. Yeah. 14-14. Got a chance to chat, uh, catch up with Rempel before the game. He's got this horrendous handlebar mustache going on. Really? It looks like something. I mean, it looks like a Halloween costume, to be frank. <laughs> Why? I, <laughs> I grabbed Why? it. I thought it was fake. He's <laughs> Why? I, I, I couldn't take him seriously. I couldn't even look him in the face while we were talking because it was... Like old school 1800s bartender. Oh, some right across there, and kid? down. It's just phenomenal. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It looks totally... Uh, Lila, you know, right out the Stitch movie. Yeah. It's good times. That's the problem about having... It's a great campaign, don't get me wrong, obviously, with November. But that's... But, it's but not Gr- November yet. But Grey Cup. <laughs> like, you see the pictures of yes. you winning the Grey Cup in 2012. Your stash is brutal. And Ricky. I was just going to say. Oh. But yours was a beauty compared to Rick's. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't I don't damn. look very good with a mustache. Oh. It looks a little creepy, I'll admit. <laughs> a little. My wife was so angry with me. She hates the pictures. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, we want a great cup. Look at this mess. There's no pictures on the wall from that, let me tell you, unfortunately. Follow the 35 on the tee for Medlock here. See what Marquise Jackson could do here, or Cam McDaniel, who's back there as well. But it will be Jackson taking it at the four-yard line. 
over by the near numbers to the 10 to the 15 to the 20. We'll cut to the middle of the field, spin off one, look back the other way, looks to get outside, but is finally forced back inside at the 25-yard line as Jesse Briggs stayed in his lane. Very important, or that could have been a gigantic return for Martise Jackson. Yeah, very big. Because when you're playing against a guy like Martise Jackson, even though he runs away, you don't want to get caught chasing out of your lanes, right? So the guys stay in your lane because you know what? It's a good chance he might come back. Sure enough, Martise spins back into it and Briggs is there for the tackle. Ricky Ray with 148 yards. Needs 70 yards for 5,000 this season. And they're going to go to the ground. They've got Wilder, who gets hit in the backfield, spins off one, and... <laughs> How did he do that? Did you see that? Somehow is on the 28-yard line, a gain of four, and I don't know how. Hold on. He, I mean, Wilder takes the handoff to the right side. He, I thought the D-line was going to be... Jeff Coat had him. Wilder shook it off, and then two linebackers engaged, and Wilder started to drive them downfield. Then Randall went to hit him while he had the two linebackers on his hips, and he knocked Randall back onto his rear end. That's Incredible wild, power. Or wilder in this game. Six to get on second down. Back to pass is Ray. Four-man rush. Steps up, has a crossing man, and it is Malcolm Williams. And he's going to be close to the first down. This He'll be close. a yard short, and it's right in front of Mark Tressman. Is that a full yard ski? Sends out the bigs. It's a full yard ski. Maybe a yard plus. To 33? It's a yard and a bit. Ooh. Where they're marking it just outside the 33. They've got to get to almost the 35. It's I don't a like yard how quickly he made that decision. It's a yard. If it's over a yard, are you going for it? it I mean, I JJ, understand. They went for third and six. Uh, yes. Down, yeah, but they weren't anywhere near the center of the field. Here's Cody Fajardo, who's been very good on the quarterback sneaks. Again, they open up the backfield, and this is close. He's got it. From the near official marking the ball, he's got it almost to the 35-yard line. That's going to be a first down for the Argos. It is indeed a first down Toronto. That was a big stuff, but it was just a law across the line of scrimmage when that stuff happens. I think, J.J., they look at their offensive line, the way they run block, and figure that they can get a foot to a yard every time yeah. because there's a significant drop-off in weight. Argos across the front line are 305, 300, 300, 320, 308. The defensive line for the Bombers, 260, 276, 308, 255. So there's a significant size advantage. And the Argos are riding that so far. Play action. Ray on first down. Over the middle. Throws behind S.J. Green who got walloped as the ball got by him. It'll be second and ten from their own 35. 14-14 is our score with five minutes left in the half. And just quickly on that short yardage play, the uh, <laughs> linebacker for the Blue Bombers was Thomas Miles that actually stuffed the hole. And Fajardo uh, still got the first down. Great guy. Argos three years here. Went home as a free agent. He's from Winnipeg, played at University of Manitoba that shares the field with the Bombers. So he is very comfortable back in the peg. Bunch formation outside the tackle to the left. Back to pass goes Ray. Wanted to go deep, but wasn't there. He rolls to his left. He throws to the sideline, and it's almost intercepted. Oh, boy. He was looking for S.J. Green, and that was probably not the wisest idea with Brian Walker, the closest man to the football. Right there shows me a drill the Argos need to work on. It's a scramble drill, right? Very rarely does Ricky scramble out of the pocket, sure. right? But in that case, look, he's scrambling out to his left here, and the receivers don't know what to do. Devere Posey just stays in the one spot. SJ Green is unsure. SJ goes one way. Ricky thinks he's going the other way, and he threw almost threw it right into TJ Heath's hands. Yep. And Devere shouldn't be standing in one spot. The receivers have to be going, moving, creating separation when in a situation like that, and uh, I think it's a drill the Argos need to work on. 
Argos kicked the ball, but the whistle, for whatever reason, blew first. It's third down to 10 from the 35-yard line in this 14-all tie. It will be Kevin Fogg back at his own 35. Hyra Law, who will get it away? Not a great kick. It will come down at the 35-yard line, 37. And Fogg, nowhere to go. He's actually going to pull back and lose a couple of yards. Brian Jones was downfield with Nakas Onyeka. And the two will combine for very good punt coverage, and it will be first down bombers from their own 36. Those are the players that made the tackle, but Cam Walker actually flew through there first and slowed Fogg down. I was just thinking, they cannot let Fogg get started. He's a very good returner once he gets going. I believe he had a return for a touchdown last week, and uh, great coverage by the Argos. First down at the 36-yard line. Matt Nichols, the quarterback, Andrew Harris behind him. Harris has been quiet. He'll get the ball here across the 35 to the 38 and ran into a couple of different Argos. Plummer was in there, Terrence Plummer. So was Akeem Jordan with a big hit. Akeem Jordan in his third game with the Argos, a former NFL, or 100 games even in the NFL, with the Eagles and Chiefs, and then a couple of games at the end of his career in Washington. That's a large man playing Mike Backer there. 255 pounds of love from James Madison. Second and seven from the 40-yard line. Three receivers to the right, ball on the left hash mark. Nichols back to pass as a man on the curl. It is caught. And where are they going to mark this? That's a first down. LaDamian Washington turned right at the sticks, and they're going to give him the 47. And that's going to be a Winnipeg first down with three and a half minutes remaining in the half. Four teams on the scoreboard. That's a perfectly designed pattern. As Washington makes the cut rate on the first down marker, Nichols throws it to him, times it beautifully. AK's right there, good coverage, but uh, you know when you get a perfectly timed route and throw, it's hard to, hard to stop it. Three receivers out to the right, the ball still on the left hash mark. Harris standing to the right of Matt Nichols. Play action, back to passes Nichols, going deep, and it's incomplete. He was looking for Clarence Denmark, but he had Cassius Vaughn attached to him. And that's going to take us to the three-minute warning, 2.59 to be precise. 14-14 our tie. Can the Argos stop the Bombers on second and long? Stick around and find out. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson, Kate Pedersen, Andy McNamara. That's your little broadcast crew here on TSN 1050 today. Bombers facing a second and ten. I should say Phil Ballard's with us in the booth today as their engineer. Phil slumming it today. <laughs> Enjoying himself. And Sean Lavery is our engineer back at the ranch in Agent Court. So there's there's your crew. That's it. That's all we've got today. And hopefully you're enjoying the game today. 14-14. Argo's defense now facing a second and ten by the Bombers from their own of the Bombers. 47-yard line. This is a great battle we got going on this afternoon. Two teams, two very good teams playing physical football, ex making uh, you know executing some nice plays. Right now, it's about uh, this Argo defense. Let's see what they got. I want to see a sack. Bombers can clinch a home playoff game with a win. Argos can move into first in the east with a win. Second down, 10 to go. Nichols back to pass, comes to the near side, has Dressler. Who else at the 50-yard line? Ooh. Thrown to the ground by Rico Murray. And for the pile driver, he's going to get 15. Jeez. And Mitchell White in there quickly to try and break things up. He caught Dressler, essentially, and just flipped him and threw him to the ground. Very dangerous play. No brainer for the officials to call a 15 there. The old pile driver. Yeah, yeah there's dangerous. no need for that at all. Rico just, I mean, he, he had him down. 
Could have brought him down. He said it, instead he actually lifted him again and then yeah. drove him into the ground head first. 15-yard penalty enforced from the end of the play. That's fine. first in my down opinion. for Winnipeg. Oh, he'll, yeah, he'll hear from the league office for that. Jeez. No question at all. And you would think from a guy who's a veteran and a smart player. Against another veteran. You know, five-year five player. player in the league, right? Well, After his tour of duty in the NFL. So, I mean, it's not like he's a first-year guy out of college. Trying to impress the coaches. Right. No, you're right. And, I mean, other than that first drive, the defense has been pretty good from in, in the penalty uh, department right until that. First down to the 35-yard line. They are in field goal range now for Medlock, and they're going to run a reverse here to Dressler again. Can he get to the corner? Oh, he got drilled. He tried to turn the corner, and Cassius Bond said, not on my watch. A huge hit on the sideline. It's a gain of a yard, maybe. Oh, man. That was a guided missile from Cassius Vaughn, who came from the far side of the hash marks to make that oh, hit. People in Mississauga, did you hear that? Oh, jeez. Huh? How about North that. York? How about in Oshawa? We have headsets on. I heard that. I felt headsets. it. I felt that. Unbelievable. That's Cassius looking after his pal, Rico Murray. So we're together with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Hamilton Ticats, and now Toronto. Four-man rush. Nichols will dump it off. He's got Andrew Harris as a check down. And a good tackle by Akwazi. Awusu. Ansah back in the lineup. It's third down and long. Open field. Andrew Harris one-on-one. -on -one. In this league against anybody, I give it. I give the upper hand to Andrew Harris. Not that time. AK with the absolute textbook tackle. Helmet right across the front thighs. Wraps him up. Drives him right down. Unbelievable play. That's the one you want to show kids Jeez. how to tackle. Perfect tackle. Instead of, you know, launching and going up top and going for the head. Oh, it's yeah. a perfect form tackle. Perfect. Something we don't celebrate enough in this sport. 40-yard field goal attempt for Medlock. The left footer will put it up from the left hash mark. Similar type tackle you'd see in rugby in the sure. open field. Yeah. That coach, the receiver, is the holder. It's up, and it's wide to the left. Look out. Here goes Martise Jackson. He's going to get the corner. He's got the goal line with a flag down in the end zone. Martise Jackson will be taken at the 10, and another Flags flag goes everywhere. down. The first one is going to be for a hold. That was a really curved hoagie because it was down the middle, and then it turned. He just missed it. And Martise Jackson is having problems. He got hit hard in the lower body. And he is showing a little bit of a hobble, to say the least, with the right leg. Hopefully it's just a uh, contusion. He got hit hard. A helmet hit him hard, I think, yeah. in the thigh. I'm going to use the hop step that he was using, the sort of that Terry Fox hop step where you, yeah. that, that's the way that Marquise was trying to come off the field with the double hop and then very lightly put weight on the right leg, the left leg, sorry. Andre Prue's going to tell us what it is. The first one's for an illegal block for sure against the Argonauts. Right at the point of attack. Yeah. Marquise is trying to run to the left and got, he's trying to get the edge. Andre, what's the second flag? He's now sprinting. Andre Prue, look at him go. Andre Prue to the 30, to the 40, to the 41. He's going over to talk to O'Shea about this one. Get him some oxygen, too. That's a lot. Andre Prue from the far side of the field at the 10, all the way over to the 50 on this side. <laughs> you know, Andre, Andre Prue, uh, you were playing in this game. I can't believe you just did that. That's it, hilarious. It was Ricky Ray back, at the, uh, back in Edmonton for the first time, and Andre had a heart attack in that game. Yeah. Andre I remember that. used to, you know, he had the smokes going, right? Yeah. Quit that, changed the diet, is in really good shape right now. Here's Andre with the call. Good for him. But you have that kind of, uh, that kind of health scare. Um, he was smart. You know, he, he, he cleaned up what he needed to clean up. Here's Andre with the bad news for the Argos. 
during the return. Holding Toronto number 39. Yep. The foul occurred in goal while the ball was in goal. The penalty will be applied from the 10 yard line back half the distance. First down, Toronto. So, what was Also, the... we had oh, we an go. illegal block against Toronto number 98. That penalty is declined. Okay. First down, Toronto. I was wondering what the second top. flag was for. Now we know. So, a couple of infractions on the return. And I know that Ivan and Pressman uh, had been working on that to make sure that they were clean on the returns, but not happening there. And Martise Jackson down on the trainer's table right now, and he's got a group of about nine people around him. We'll go down to Kate Pedersen after this play and see if she has any update at all. But it's the first down for the Argos. They're going to put it in play at their own five-yard line with two minutes remaining here in the half. It's 14-all. And Ricky's going to drop back, looking. He's looking long. He's looking left sideline. He's got a man. He's got the Deer Posey out across the 40 to the 41. It's a gain of 36, calling 37 yards, and it's a first down Toronto. It's been a while since I've said it, but dropping dimes. <laughs> That's a throw where Ricky Ray just puts the ball up in the air and lets it just drop in beautifully with an arc Oh, that you only see in uh, sometimes in textbooks. And it drops right into Devere Posey's hands as he's running full speed down the sideline. Ricky Ray now needs 28 yards unofficially for 5,000 this season. He's only done that three times in his career. Back to pass Ray. First down. Looking, looking. Dumps it off. He's got James Wilder Jr. who just sheds off one tackler. But uh, the first guy through was able to hold him up long enough for him to get help. It's a gain of four yards. And as he spun out of it, three Blue Bombers came flying up and engaged him. And, uh, yeah, you're not breaking through everything. But great effort by Wilder to get uh, three and a half yards, four yards. So we'll say 24 now for Rick. We'll come to the near side. He's got Armani Edwards for the first down across the 50 to the 53-yard line. Uh, Move the sticks. Argos first down with a minute 37 remaining in this tie game. The quick hitter there with... Guys hitting uh, some quick curls, Armani, Malcolm Williams, and Armani's inside. Ricky hits him, and as, uh, as he makes the catch, Armani dives forward for the first down. A gain of eight. Unofficially. Back to pass goes Ray. Looking, looking, he'll dump it off. He's got James Wander in midfield of the 50 to the 48-yard line, and eight yards on first down. They continue to move the sticks. Argo's offensive line doing a great job. Here. They're, they're giving Ricky some time. The guys are in their one-on-one blocks, not getting driven back, uh, holding their ground and engaging uh, good timing with their punches and, and doing a great job so far this afternoon. They need a yard. They're going to go for it on second down. They're going to give the ball to Wilder first down. Continuing to chug along here. Argos are in hurry-up. We wanted to go down to Kate, but I don't think we're going to have time to get down to her because the Argos are in full hurry-up offense with a minute 12 remaining. Wilder punishing a couple more Blue Bombers as he gets that first down. At the 43, it's a first down for the Argonauts. Ricky Ray will drop back the pass. He'll step up in the pocket. He's looking. Look out from behind, and Ray felt the pressure and will be taken down from behind at the 45-yard line. A loss of two. TJ Heath, an incredible athlete because he came off the edge very quickly, as did uh, another halfback off the other side. James Wilder came across, picked up that pressure, and as Ricky was releasing to his right, TJ came back and chased him down from behind. Keith with a great effort on that. At the 45-yard line, the Argos need 12 yards around the right hash mark moving left to right. They've got three receivers to the left. As Ray sets up a screen to the near side, he gets the ball to Wilder to the 40. He'll turn the corner and get knocked out of bounds at the 37. Shy of the first down, but it's in field goal range for Hyrule Lahu. 
It would be a 44-yard attempt. And Liam is, Liram is going to come onto the field. No, they're going to send out the bigs. Or is Hyralahu coming out? Well, that's great blocking by the Argos up front, oh. including Devere Posey blocking in the open field. And I think that's Randall who... I'm not sure who the, who's down for the Blue Bombers, but whoever it is is, that's, is that's who uh, Posey actually made a, a great block on him. Chris Randall is such a ball hawk on that defense. Five interceptions, one for a touchdown. Last week he had one, if I'm not mistaken, against BC. Oh, he's up. He's okay. And Fajardo is coming out. Is Liram with him? Yes, he is. So it's going to be a field goal attempt of about 44 yards. This would give the Argonauts the lead. 35 seconds remaining here in the first half, and it will be Kevin Fogg dropping back into the end zone should Liram miss this one. It will be from his money spot. He loves kicking from the right hash mark. He just said visually it sets up better for him. And this will be from 44 yards away. Liram was 6 for 6 against Winnipeg in the peg earlier this season. And we're now going to get a timeout, I believe. Did Winnipeg call the timeout? I don't know. No, they're just resetting the clock. And now what's Hyralahu doing? Getting rid of the tee. Or I don't know what he's what's doing. He, Liram Hyralahu picked up the tee and started walking toward the Argo bench. Now he's going to put it down again. Maybe he didn't like the spot of the ball. Maybe uh, Did they move the ball a little bit? Because he just moved the tee about a foot inside the hash mark. No, that just messes with the kicker's routine, so hopefully he's able to shake that off. 44-yarder. Reinhardt's snap is good. The hold by Fajardo is good. The kick by Hyrola, who is long, and missed it to the right. And Fogg's going to get a chance to return to the 5 of the 10. 15-20, up the numbers to the 25 lookout. Flag down, 40, 45, 50 across midfield, and he'll take it out to the 47-yard line of the Argonauts. But back at the 25-yard line, there's a flag down, and it's going to be holding against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with 17 seconds left. So each team has had an opportunity to take the lead on a field goal, and for Hyralahu, that is now three misses in two games, all between 40 and 50 yards. Two last week, each from 47. He misses that one from 44. Hoagie, there seems to be a win that is a bit of a crosswind because Hyrulau missed it to the right. Medlock missed it to the left. At the other side of the field. On the other side of the field. So the wind is blowing towards us. We can't tell from where it, where we are. We can just kind of see whether it's going, you know, kind of left or right or north or south. Ball was at the 10-yard line. We'll go back half the distance. Well, this just proves one theory. That the the wind is obviously... It's blowing this towards us, really blowing The air is moving to the west. And you know why that is? Because Winnipeg sucks. That's why the wind is moving in that direction. Because this is the first time all year we have had this wind. Yeah, it is. It is. So there is that. And you know what? I don't think it was necessarily there at the beginning of the game because the kickers seemed to both be off. Like they, it was kind of almost unexpected. They're going to mark it at the five-yard line after the penalty. And they're going to take a knee. Yeah. Did you see what happened at halftime last night in the uh, Calgary-Saskatchewan game where one of the <laughs> they were going not. back to take a knee, and yeah. one of the Calgary linemen came flying and dove over the top? I did see that. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh, so they'll take the second knee, and that will do it for the first half. Both teams had opportunities. It was 14-7 at the end of 15 minutes for the Argos. The only score in the second half was by the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, a 28-yard touchdown pass from Nichols to Dressler. We're tied at 14 at the break. 